It's time once again for our broadcast, Good News and Better News, where we spend 22 minutes advancing the theory that life really does not suck. And now, here is our host, author, screenwriter, and podcastman, Jonathan Richard Kring. I gotta report a robbery. This is part four of this series, if you're keeping a record, or if for some strange reason you're following along in the peculiar fantasy league of podcasts. So you want to reap? I got to report a robbery. I do. Something has been stolen from the human race. That's you and me, by the way. It's been stolen from us every single day. We've almost grown accustomed to losing it. Yet, truthfully, at the same time, it takes its toll. But in other words, we don't exactly have an awareness of it, but at the same time, there is an absence that dwells in our thoughts. For you see, in an attempt to make everything the same, or maybe even to make problems disappear, or make struggle a thing of the past. Politics, religion, and entertainment have joined together to remove our burden. But in doing so, in trying to remove our burden, they've also stolen our victory. We no longer understand what forces need to come together in order for us to experience satisfaction and peace of mind. We think it's an accident when actually it is a chemical reaction. We've been told that accomplishment can be simulated or dare I say even purchased when the truth of the matter is what we sow is what we reap. That philosophy gives us the insight to consider what we sow. The next thing we're going to do by realizing what we're reaping. But, but see, when you, when you remove the responsibility from life, you also extract the reward. Because if you give something without there being responsibility, it, it, it's just charity. There's no sense of achievement. There's no sense that everyone is able to prove their own work. Although charity has its moment, folks like you and me, we need to believe we have a function in our unction, a power in our play, and a cause in our conclusion. If we don't get this, if we don't get this, we deteriorate. I can quickly tell you quickly tell you what my problem with Republicans and Democrats is. Democrats believe that those who are more fortunate, more intelligent, more endowed, more blessed, more prosperous, these folks are responsible to make sure that the others around them are taken care of, provided for. Republicans, on the other hand, want to make sure that those who are 
not fortunate and not endowed and not talented and certainly not prosperous do not impede the progress of the go-getters who have the power to set in motion great plans and bring overall prosperity to the land and therefore pass it along to the less fortunate. I don't think anyone ever considers the makeup of people. I don't think we just sit or sit and think about ourselves. We are not allowed to have a reward unless we've taken a responsibility. It makes us stupid. It makes us ridiculous. We are to sow, and then we're to reap. If we don't sow, we need to be taught that we can't reap anything. When, responsibi when responsibility turns into reward, follow that now. When your responsibility turns into reward, human beings can thrive. When reward is demanded without responsibility, crime grows. When responsibility is enacted without reward, depression and suicide increase. We're being robbed. Because there's three great lies are being passed around in our society, bandied about, which make people ignorant and oblivious to whatsoever you shall sow, that shall you also reap. The first lie which is robbing us of our potential is, I am entitled. I was born, I breathe, I live in America, you owe me, where's my portion? I know I didn't work for it, I didn't make anything, I never even thought about creating something, but I still want to stand in line on Friday afternoon and pick up my check. Honestly, this is why the Democrats have a really huge problem. It is difficult for them to deny that many of the programs that dole out thousands and thousands and millions of dollars to individuals who really could care for themselves if they were given opportunity and instruction, that in doing this, we keep these people from having the kind of satisfying life that would make them contributors to the rest of society, and we place a nagging attitude in their hearts. Here's... I'll say it again, you're not entitled. I'm not entitled. This is a lie. On the other hand, you got the Republicans over here. <laughs> they seem to be waiting for the generosity of the greedy to assist the needy. Oh, that's, um, boy, that shouldn't take long, should it? You and I are permitted to take what we have and sow it into the soil of American commerce and American lives and patiently wait for results like everyone else. Otherwise, we'll fall victim to the second lie, which is, I am cursed. It's going to be very difficult to make those 
who are racially oppressed, or even women who are ignored, feel anything but despondency until we grow out of the, this need to assume that certain collars, certain economic groups, certain looks, and certain philosophies just seemed to be cursed. Perhaps, I don't know, maybe this is the most powerful statement that you can ever read in the good book. And it's a simple one. It says, God is no respecter of persons. In other words, God does not look down on the communists in the world and attack them while favoring the United States of America. Foolishness. Nature, science, humanity, all three of these manifestations of God in our everyday life work by the same principle, which is that which you sow, you will also reap. If you put sodium and chlorine together, you get salt. If you plant a field with corn, you soon will be chomping on the stuff. And if you treat people well, there's a damn good chance you'll be treated well yourself. You beautiful, sweet people, you're not cursed. You've just been intimidated by people who want to keep you down so that they feel they're higher up. We've got two lies so far, don't we? We are entitled. We're not. We are cursed. Certainly not. Which leads to the final third lie. I am alone. Can we understand that we are never alone? We're part of something. We're part of a natural order. We're all touched by science. We rub up against the rest of our brothers and sisters in humanity. We affect each other. And if you want to affect people better, you must infect them with your generosity, your kindness, and more than anything else, your truthful spirit, which says, I am prepared to sow and wait for the reaping. You are not alone. You're, you're, you're not pulling that great burden of life up a hill by yourself. It, it reminds me of, of one day I was sitting in my car on a winter day, and I was watching this guy and he slid off the road into a huge snowdrift. He tried to move his car back and forth, rocked it, but he was stuck. I peered at him carefully. The car continued to run as he just sat inside, and I'm pretty sure just considered his predicament. But let me tell you, are you listening? As long as that man sat inside his car, nothing happened. As long as he fumed about being alone, or trapped in a snowdrift, he was without solution. Then all at once, all at once, his door opened. He reached in, turned off his engine, went back to his trunk, opened it up, pulled out what appeared to be a very small shovel. He took that shovel, walked over, and started to dig away at the snow around his tires. I was impressed. Actually, I watched in amazement. You know, can I tell you, it didn't even take two minutes. 
It didn't take two minutes before people magically began to appear from everywhere, carrying snow shovels, salt, and anything they had to help this man out. You see, they too had been watching. They wanted to see if he would act entitled, waiting for God or a snowplow to save him. Or did he act cursed and sit in his front seat and pound on the steering wheel in frustration? Maybe cry like a baby. Or believe he was alone and forsaken. He got out of his car. He fostered a solution. He sowed a new possibility and reaped six friends which came to his aid. Less than five minutes later, the seven of them helped him escape his trap, and he was rolling down the road again. You don't deserve anything but what you reserve. If you reserve a place at the table, you deserve it. If you've sown, you have the right to expect a reaping. And if you reserve a certain number of hours of the day, for instance, and work and earn money, you, you should have a job that affords you the ability to pay your bills. If you reserve time to practice your musical instrument, you have every reason to expect to get better. We are being robbed. We're being robbed. We're being, it's the, the power to sow something and wait to see it reap is being taken away from us because we're being taught that we're entitled. We're being taught, certainly taught every, every single day on the top of entitlement. We're being taught that we're cursed and we're being taught that we're alone. We're alone. It is often the rich who are trying to make the poor feel it is hopeless. So the poor scream back, demanding a reaping they have not sown. The good news is our creator made it possible to sow into life through work and determination what we desire. And the better news is, God himself promised us that if we sow, we will reap. That's it for today. Stay tuned next week when we will gather once again and find ways to put the pin back in the grenade. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media and at goodnewsandbetternews.com.